0: knowing that such a person is warped and sinful. He is self-condemned. Alright, I'm going to pray as Dale comes up to preach on the word. Uh, Lord God, I thank you so much uh, for your word to us. Uh, Lord, I pray now as Dale comes up that um, he will speak faithfully and truthfully from your word um, and that as he does so that we would be um, attentive and listening uh, and yeah, doing our best to Soak up as much information as we can, Lord. And I pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Philip?
1: Oh. Um, just to give Jason a bit of a... Oh, yeah, Freddy Frog. Courtesy of Chan. To people that aren't sitting up the back. you got to throw it just a little bit back, not very far back. How's that? She's not sitting up the back, so she wins a fairy frog. Incentive Sitting up front. All right. Um, I told Phil the change of what to read, Jason, so don't worry about that. When you were like, is that important? I'm like, yes, it's important. You're like, oh, whatever. Anyway, that's that. Uh, I've been on holidays, everyone, so welcome back. Um, and I just wanted to quickly say the most exciting thing from a holiday. Uh, I went to Movie World, which is pretty sick. Lots of good things about it, except, how's this? I saw Batman beat up all these bad dudes. And he gave me a high five. The real Batman gave me a high five. How is that? So there you go. All right. That's my little story. Um, churches are different, right? I've attended like eight different churches in my life, uh, and none of them have been the same. Some have been so strict that, like, I'd be looked on heaps weird if I was just wearing shorts and not pants. Some I'd be looked at weird if I was, you know, not going barefoot. Like completely different standards. Some taught the Bible. Others didn't. Um, some sang for like half an hour. Others sang like one song. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to kind of uh, know what to think about all the different issues that are going on, who's right and who's wrong, uh, which issues matter, what, what, what matters. And here on the coast, uh, there's heaps of different churches and, and different youth groups which believe different stuff um, and act in heaps of different ways. There's so many different things that we differ over, um, style of music, um, the what the Holy Spirit's purpose is, uh, the authority of the Bible, um, whether or not Jesus rose from the dead, and then whether or, that, whether or not that even matters, um, we don't all agree on all of those things. Um, and it can be pretty hard to know what to think about when there's all these different opinions out there. Uh, who has it right? What issues matter? What's important? Uh, and we find ourselves in discussions with different people um, uh, who think different stuff about it. And so how do we deal with people from, say, other youths who um, who believe different stuff? Do we just start whacking them with sticks as soon as they're saying anything different? Maybe. Uh, maybe not. Um, we're going to suss out what we need, like how we, how we respond to that tonight. Um, and yeah. So what issues matter? Well... Paul kind of um, points to them uh, in verse eight. All right, now I'm just going to read in the NIV. All right, so if that's weird, I don't apologize. Uh, it says this: uh, "This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone." Now, Did you catch the language there? This is a trustworthy saying. I want you to stress these things. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Now, it sounds like this something matters a bit, hey? He wouldn't kind of talk about that like he's about his favourite colour. Make sure you stress that my favorite colour is blue. Not the kind of thing that you're really gonna stress. He's talking about something that, that matters, something that's important. And and what are these things? What are the these things that he's talking about? Well it could be one of two things. It could be what he's already said, blah, 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 blah. That is a trustworthy saying. These things I've just said are important. Or it could be these things are important, the things that I'm about to say, blah, 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 blah. You with me? Now, it's not the second one because he goes on straight afterwards to talk about things that are dodgy. So he's not saying these things are awesome, dodgy, dodgy, dodgy. So he's talking about the stuff beforehand, all right? And he's talking about the stuff in verses 3 to 7. Um, what Jace took us through last week. Um, If you guys remember, the the stuff that we looked at last week, it's the stuff that matters. It's grace. You were a sinful wretch, verse 3, with no hope of being saved. But, have a look in verse 4, when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. We get saved, not by being good, but because of God's love. And man, I, I love that verse, I just want to say. Um, there's nothing you can do to save yourself and God just swings in and, and, and does it all. Well, actually, he doesn't just swing in and do it all. He pays the ultimate price in, in the tragedy of the cross. So verse you know, 6 and 7, it, it goes on, You know, Jesus dies to give us the hope of eternity. We can be friends with God for all time. Uh, Again, not because we're good, but because he's good. Um, And I just want to pause there for a second, um, because think about this, right? You don't deserve to be friends with God. And if he wanted to, he could choose to let you go. And there's nothing that you could do about it. Theoretically, God could let go of you at any moment, and it would take you all of two seconds to fall right back where you started where he saved you from. you completely dependent on him. It. It'd be like this, I used to be an abseiling instructor, right? used to chuck people over the cliff. It was sick. And um, a couple of times I actually put people over who were in wheelchairs. How's that? I don't know, Freaky. yeah. They'd sit in a chair and you'd like tie them all up and you just put them down and so they're not actually, well they are abseiling, but I was kind of letting them down. It was sick, right? It was epic, I couldn't believe it. But imagine there's a dude up there who's a quadriplegic, right? So, no, they can't move their arms or their legs, all right? they can they can talk and stuff, um, and but that's it, all right? Dude pushing along on the wheelchair over so I can, like, hook him onto the rope. Trips, dude. Yeah, no, that's the right response. She just freaked out. Dude, doo, over the edge. I, in my quick thinking and heroic nature, dive, doof grab onto their wrist and I'm hanging onto them over the edge of the cliff, alright? Now remember, this person's a quadriplegic. They can't move, they can't They can't hold back on, can they? They're completely dependent on, on me. That dude's freaking out right now. He's hanging above 30 metres of nothing above the ground, just with some dude with a beard hanging onto him, and that's all. all right? He has no hope to save himself. He has to totally trust me, and I could drop him at any time, and there's nothing he can do about it, Right? And he's just going, please don't drop me, all right, because he, he, he's just talking, he's freaking out. That's us. We're dangling over the edge of hell, and God is holding on to us. Now, he does promise to hold on to us, all right. Um, that's, that's awesome news. So we don't have to be scared that he's going to let go. But theoretically, if he let go, we'd be stuffed. And so we need to just be totally trusting in him. To save us from destruction. We're saved by grace. Totally God. And that's what the trustworthy saying is. These are the things that Titus must be stressing. The stuff that's important. It's the gospel. It's what's excellent and profitable for everyone. It's what matters. And because it matters, it's what we mustn't lose. As we're talking to other people, it's what we... Always need to to keep fighting for the truth of the gospel. The thing to die over if it comes to it. Um, Although, don't kill anyone over it, can I say? People have done that in the past. They've been so super keen for the gospel that this dude doesn't believe it. Stab him, burn him to death, Um, which is crazy. Don't do that. Um, It's not cool. But it is okay to die for, can I say. Um, For some of you, one day it might come to that. That has happened to so many people over the past. Um, and if it does, it's worth it. Because this stuff matters. As, as you're chatting to your friends from other churches, the big thing that you want to be talking about and contending for is the gospel. If they really do get the gospel, people from other churches, well, who? <laughs> That's sick. Have a party and keep reminding them of the gospel. Keep encouraging each other if they don't get the gospel then that's the issue worth asking them about challenging them on because if they don't get the gospel they don't get life, they don't get eternal life and the price they'll pay is much worse than losing a friendship with you they're losing an eternity with Christ the gospel matters, our sin, Jesus' death and resurrection our salvation, grace these are the important things, the things that matter. All right That's the stuff that matters, the gospel. It, it's down one end of the important spectrum, right utmost importance. And I think as a youth group, um, we generally kind of get that, um, and we, we're generally good at keeping that as important. but clearly there's some things down the other end of the spectrum, uh, not as important, things that don't matter at all. And I think this is one area that we struggle a bit more. Uh, not getting this. Look at verse 9. Paul talks about some of them. Um, it says, But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. There are certain issues that are totally pointless to argue about. And what does Paul say about it? Unprofitable and useless. A massive waste of time and space. Kind of like Dustbusters. You guys ever seen them Feather dusters used to do the job and they're like, nah, we're bringing in the dust buster. It's like a handheld vacuum cleaner. It'll work like one time, it'll clog up, it'll break. Biggest waste of money, biggest waste of time. You gotta go get the feather duster again. It was the worst thing, all right? Um, Completely useless. That's what Paul was saying about these things. But not only are they pointless, but they take away from possible good stuff. They're so far away from the gospel they can end up being unhelpful, talking and arguing about. So Paul says, just avoid them. Um, there's certain things that we do need to avoid discussing and, and arguing about. And what's his list? Have a look. It says, foolish controversies, genealogies, arguments about quarrels, arguments and quarrels about the law. Now I know a bunch of you guys have um, have been struggling with arguments about genealogies and and whatnot. Um, All right, maybe not. Um, And I don't know how many of us have arguments about, like with others over the Old Testament law. All right? So those things shouldn't be too hard to avoid yet. Um, But the reason that Paul's pulling out these issues is because that's what the people in Crete were struggling with. All right? Um, Because that's what the circumcision party were, what they cared about. Do you remember those guys, the circumcision party from back in chapter one? All right? Not a party where we all get circumcised, but... (laughs) best joke ever. Um, Everyone uses it, eh? Um, Those dudes are the dudes that were focusing on coming back under the law um, and and preaching dodgy stuff. And this is the stuff that they cared about. They cared about genealogies and whatnot. But it's unprofitable. And so Paul is telling Titus, just to avoid it, don't get into these crazy debates with um, this hectic party. Um, But while we may not deal with those particular issues ourselves... There's plenty of foolish controversies that are doing the rounds. Things that people fight over or worry about. Um, you might have heard some of them. An example is um, the date of Jesus' return. Apparently, he was coming back in May. Didn't happen. All right, but heaps of people made a big deal about it. They're saying he's definitely coming back on this date. People were fighting over it. It was, it was hectic, and that's been happening for a long time. Um, I remember back when I was in like in nine. There was a dude who was so, trying so hard to convince me that Jesus has definitely come back in the next 50 years. And he was like, he was, he was like an old man. Like, not an old man. He was like, a man. I mean, you know, he's like, I won't, I won't talk to you if you don't. Know? And I'm like, you're, whatever. And um, he, was, he was getting ridiculously caught up on, on a little issue like that. Um, the only problem is, Jesus said that even he doesn't know when he is going to return. And he says that we're not going to know when he's going to return. Now we know he is going to return, and I can't wait for that. But when's he going to return? Hmm. Sometime. Um, I don't know when he's going to return. The Bible doesn't tell us. And does it really matter? Well, no, it doesn't. It matters that he is going to return. We know he's going to return, but it doesn't matter when he's going to return. It's a foolish controversy. Or well, you might have heard um, the one about uh, kind of the evolution debate. Did God make the world? Six days, or did he use evolution to make it over as, as he years? Which one did he do? Well, Genesis doesn't exactly spell it out for us. And you know what? It doesn't really matter. What matters is that God made the world. He made people in his image. The Bible doesn't really care how long it took him. He's so powerful he could have done it however he wanted. And yet people fight over this issue. Churches have split over how long it took God to make the world. People fight over these kind of things so much that sometimes they forget about the gospel. And rather than joining with people and spreading the awesome news, they're arguing with them over silly little things that don't really matter. We need to be avoiding these foolish controversies. Um, And can I say, they can be fun to engage with. Like arguments, they're fun, man. You just want to rip that person's argument to shreds. It feels good. And I've enjoyed them in the past, but they're a waste of time. Um, avoid getting into them. And particularly, actually, can I say, because what ends up happening is if you get into these arguments, then people won't end up actually getting the gospel. They, they won't. You won't get a chance to tell them the gospel. Either they won't listen to you because you've just been ragging on about some other crazy little thing. Um, or even if you do get a chance to tell them um, then they'll often think that the gospel is less important than this little issue that you're always going on about Does that make sense um, we can get caught up on these little things so easily so not only is it a waste of time but actually they actually become a hindrance to what is important so avoid those little chats completely little points of contention that just just don't matter. Um, So that's this end of the spectrum. Things that don't matter. We've got the gospel down this end of the spectrum. Um, You know, stand for, fight for, die for the gospel. Avoid foolish controversies. But they're kind of a bit black and white, right? You can kind of see where it's at. Um, The gospel is the gospel, and these issues clearly aren't. There's kind of this third category, one that's a bit more tricky. It's kind of sitting in this middle murky gray area. Uh, in between, it's it's not necessarily clearly a gospel issue, all right, but it does still seem to matter. You know, it still seems like it's important somewhat. It still seems worth fighting for. Um, let me give you an example, right? Someone says to you that God um, wants everything in your life to to go well. Um, that He's on about your good. Uh, he wants you to be happy, and you shouldn't be sick or poor or anything like that, because um, God just wants wants you good. Now, that doesn't seem to necessarily contradict the gospel. Um, you know, God does act for our good, doesn't he? Romans 8.28, we looked at it in fat. how it says, uh, we know that God works for the good of those who love him. Um, but the New Testament is also clear um, that God brings trials into our lives to, to grow us in maturity and to discipline us. Hebrews twelve seven says, "Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons." And it goes on to tell us that, while it is it's a painful thing, it actually produces a harvest of good in our lives. And so God knows what's best for us, and um, and He works in a way that's better for us than everything just being peachy all the time. You know, God's God's more wise in that. And so, can you see the contradiction? The Bible was saying, well, actually, not everything is always perfect all the time. There are bad stuff, but God's doing it for you good. This person just saying, nah, there should never be bad stuff, right? It's kind of a contradiction there. Something worth fighting over? Well, not quite yet, I don't reckon. But here's the problem. It's when this dude, when something goes wrong in his life, ready? He, Let's say he loses his job or he gets sick. Or his dad gets cancer. Or someone just interrupts his talk with a, with a crazy message tone. Like, it's just falling to pieces. I can't handle it. No. So imagine this dude, you guys with me, he's um he's saying, you know, God is all on about our good. Something starts going bad. He loses his job. He gets sick. His dad gets cancer. Um, some Anything goes bad. And all of a sudden he starts asking well if God loves me why doesn't he stop this stuff from happening doesn't he love me anymore Um, doesn't doesn't he care or is he not strong enough to stop this stuff from happening is he even there and he'll start thinking maybe about what he can do to get God's love back I've just got to be better I've just got to pray this kind of prayer I've just got to go to this kind of church service Um, so just something that I can do to get God's love back but do you hear what's happened there all of a sudden he's trying to do stuff to get God's love he's trying to earn God's favour and that's not the gospel that's the opposite to the gospel which says it's grace trust God and there's nothing that you can do and it shows that this dude possibly wasn't even trusting in God in the first place he possibly just wanted a cruisy life. A good life without sickness, with anything bad. Possibly he didn't ever love God. Instead, he just loved the idea of a good life. And so that when God stops providing that good life, it doesn't take long before he eventually leaves God behind and chases a good life somewhere else. Are you guys with me on that? Do you see do you see how he got there? Kind of seemed like a grey area but eventually it played out to be a a pretty strong thing Um, it's important and yet it doesn't straight up scream this is not the gospel, what are you doing Um, but often we see those kind of issues and we go oh it is important, that's not a wise decision Um, it's flawed in some way or perhaps you see something that takes the focus off Christ or um, maybe it's something that lacks the authority of scripture or it shows that people are more on about fun than they are on about Christ or more on about a good life than they are on about Christ. Um, and sometimes I think we at EV fall into the trap of just um, jumping in and smashing someone in that position, kind of in that, in that grey area. We, we'll fight so hard that they don't go there. Um, we'll fight like it's a gospel issue straight up. Um, when someone hasn't quite gone all the way yet, um, and, and we can do it in an arrogant way um, as if the fact that we know the truth and we know the Bible is our own good work get the gospel man remember it um, and can I say this is, this is something that I find hard um, and it's something that I've definitely been accused of in the past and I think often rightly um, and I need to be really careful of it and so I've got a couple of quick tips um, to think through uh, just to finish off Um, to think through how to deal with important uh, but not black or white um, issues, if that makes sense. Um, So four quick things that you can remember. Number one, just keep encouraging the gospel. Um, In whatever chats you have about anything, you can still talk the gospel. Because what ends up happening is when someone really gets the gospel, the other pieces will fall into place Um, eventually maybe not all of them, but eventually. um, And so the better strategy, rather than just attacking this particular issue head on, um, is to go to the core and keep encouraging people um, with the gospel. Keep reminding them, it's grace, Jesus died for you. That's what matters. Remind them what's important, that it's the gospel that matters. That's pretty key, just be on about the gospel all the time. Anyone ask, well, not necessarily, you know, what's your dog's name? The gospel! You know, Not quite that, but almost that much. Just keep being on about the gospel all the time. Um, that's the first one. Secondly, remember to love the person. right? Don't argue, and this is one that I I struggle with, don't argue to win arguments. If you get into a discussion with someone, ask yourself am I arguing this to love this person? Um, or are you doing it because you love to be right? You've got to look out for that person's best interest and sometimes that means not arguing with it, which goes to the third point, back off if you need to, alright, um, if the discussion turns heated or uh, goes f- further off topic this way or um, you're just not feeling like it's kind of worth, it, it's not going anywhere, just back off, don't don't finish the argument because um, Jesus doesn't need you to win every argument. Um, don't be afraid to stand down sometimes um, particularly from non-gospel issues we want to keep holding standing firm for the gospel um, but it does take some humility but most of the time it's a better decision Um, and finally be praying for that person pray that God will open their eyes to see the truth, to see the gospel and and the way that that should uh, work out in their lives Uh, because the gospel that's really important We need to keep remembering that. I'm going to pray that we will. How about you guys join me? Heavenly Father, uh, I want to thank you so much that you have given us the gospel. Uh, Thank you that Christ did die for us, uh, even though we're sinful, and and that he uh, did save us from an eternity without you uh, and into an eternity with you.
0: Thank you that he is holding on to us, and I pray that you will help
1: us to trust that and in him and I pray that you'll help us to remember what is important, pray that you help us not to get into stupid little arguments with um, with each other or people from from other youths uh, but help us to um, with each other and, and people from everywhere that you'll help us to just keep talking about the gospel and being on about it um, and being humble in that uh, yeah I pray that you will do this work in us in Jesus name